Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedian, founder and CEO of Dedian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today we have Joe Affelbaum. He's the CEO of uh, Ajax Union, which is a B2B digital marketing firm. Joe, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Likewise, I'm really happy that you're here as I was researching everything that you do, and there's so many things that I want to unpack from you being an expert in LinkedIn, how to network with people from your book, The High Energy uh, Networker, uh, all this fun stuff that I think is hugely valuable for our day and age as entrepreneurs. But before doing so, Joe, I gave a small introduction of who you are, what do you do? Do you mind unpacking that a bit more for our listeners and our viewers? Yeah, so I run a digital marketing agency uh, in New York called Ajax Union. We've been around for 13 years. We've serviced over 1,100 clients, and we were number 178 on the Inc. 500. That's cool. one of the fastest cool. growing companies in the U.S. I've been fortunate enough to be able to grow the company from the ground up and be able to see the challenges that entrepreneurs have being able to do this, and also with working with over 1,100 clients, many of them scaling them to six, seven, even eight and nine figures and then selling their businesses. I've seen a lot of the life cycles of entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I always tell people is it's it's 80% mindset and 20% skill set. Of course, you need to learn how to do it. But if you don't have the right mindset, it's going to be really hard. So I've worked on myself to be able to improve my mindset and working with coaches and learning how to be able to improve my mindset was one of the things that I did in my life through my journey. So I'm excited to be on the show and I'm excited to be sharing with you. Okay. So right off the bat, you hit it out of the park. I love that you mentioned that. That's something that I talk about with my clients on a day-to-day basis. Cause uh, as the listeners know, I work with high-end CEOs that have started succeeding, but maybe hit a plateau and want to go to that next level. And once they start looking into potentially working with me as a peak performance coach, they ask me, oh, what are the strategies we're going to look at? And so on. And granted, there's a lot of strategies, but like you said, 80% of success is psychology and 20% is the mechanics. If I give you the mechanics, but your mindset's not there, you don't have the proper like framework, you're not going to do that methodology of what you need to do. So I love that you mentioned that. Uh, and my question to you, Joe, is when did you have that awakening? Was that something that was innate within you to be like, oh yeah, I need coaches to go to that next level? Or was it at a certain point of your business that you got to a level and like, hey, I feel like I'm hitting a plateau, there's something else. And then you got into the personal development world to really make your business get into uh, 178 and a NASDAQ and so on. So it's, it wasn't on the NASDAQ, it was on the Inc. 500. So Sorry. the, the- Inc, no, no worries. Inc. Magazine puts together a um, a list of the fastest growing com- five fastest growing private companies in the U.S. every single year. And it used to be only a hundred companies were on it every year. Then it turned into five hundred companies. That's when we went on it. And then it turned into five thousand companies are on there every year. And they measure them by speed of growth over the course of three years. Um, so to answer your question, like when did I start getting this level of awareness? It's when I, when I started my business, I didn't believe in coaches. I thought if you're a coach and you know how to grow a business, you should be growing a business. You shouldn't be coaching. 
And so I had that mindset of like, oh, coaches are losers. They can't grow their own business, so they're going to go coach other people. And what I realized over the years of working with high-performance coaches and working with sales coaches, I even worked with a rap coach and a writing coach and all different types of coaches to be able to improve my game, what I realized is that that belief is a self-limiting belief that coaches don't work. And some people want to coach because that's what they want to do. That's what brings them fulfillment because success and fulfillment are not the same thing. So what one day I was sitting around working my butt off, working 16 hours a day, and I got an email from Google and they said, would you like to become a, a certified Google trainer? And I said, well, I don't know what that means, but I read, read into it. And basically they wanted me to train business owners on how to use Google's products and services because they, they saw that I was an expert. I was managing many people's Google accounts as part of my agency and they wanted to bring in experts in each local area. So I responded and I said, of course, I want to train business owners and speak to them about using my products and services, but talking about Google. But when I got in front of my staff to prepare for my presentation, I realized I had this severe fear of public speaking and I didn't know what it was. I just thought I wasn't good at it and you know, my heart was racing. And we still booked the first meeting at the Jewish Children's Museum in Crown Heights. And Google sent 80 people there. Most of them are business owners, executives to the meeting. As a matter of fact, I still have a relationship with one of the executives that came. He's a CEO of RDS Delivery, which is a multi-million dollar business. And he became a client of mine at that event. And I remember just pacing and saying the word basically over and over and over. And after that event, I said, I got to fix this. I got to learn how to properly speak and I got to figure out why I'm afraid of speaking and what's going on. And after speaking to rabbis and coaches and buying courses and reading books, I realized that it's a mindset issue that I didn't see that I was afraid of myself. I was afraid of other people's opinions. And there were so many things going on that I picked up from society and from my upbringing and from, you know, when I was in third grade, one of my teachers called me an idiot and I believed it. And so it was like my impression as a nine-year-old child, my childhood wound is a little voice in my head saying, you are an idiot. And I had to prove the world that I'm not an idiot. And I spent my whole life trying to prove to the world that I'm not an idiot. And so part of the personal development journey is even knowing that there's a childhood wound, even knowing that something happened at nine years old, even knowing that something happened at 16 years old, even knowing that something happened at 21 year old, and that impacts my relationships, that impacts my relationship with my kids, relationships with my clients, relationship with myself. I didn't even know that self was a thing. I didn't know that self-confidence was about self-trust. I didn't even know that there was a self. I was so doing, I wasn't being. And as a result, I wasn't able to be a really great leader. And for me to become the CEO that I wanted to be, that I'm proud of, to come in with confidence, I had to uncover a lot of things mindset wise, and then learn things skill set wise, working with the right people to really change my life. You know, when I joined Vistage back in 2012, which is an organization with 20,000 CEOs globally, I think it's called Tech in Canada, and they have really high end CEOs, many of them from publicly traded companies that are part of that group. And I started looking at what other CEOs are doing and the top athletes, they work with coaches. The top CEOs, they work with coaches. Anything that you want to excel in in your life, you need to find somebody else that can support you and help you see your blind spots. And so I learned that the hard way, first denying it and then bringing it into my life and it completely revolutionized who I am. 
My favorite coach is definitely Tony Robbins. I okay. So first of all, there's a lot of things to unpack of what you just said. I I knew from the get from the word from the the, the verbiage you're using that it is very much Tony Robbins school and 100% he is the goat. I'm like in my office I have like actually a picture of him. So 100% I come from the same school in that regards. Uh, and I love the fact that you mentioned that limiting belief aspect. That's the first thing that I look at every single time I sit down and I work with somebody. It's the first thing we look at, because like you said, it really doesn't matter who you are. You're a guy, you're a girl, you're North American, you're Asian, you're from Africa, wherever it is, you have limiting beliefs. And it's limiting beliefs have been given to you because of society, because of your upbringing, because of what you believe. And we have to look at it and move that apart. And then that one of that limiting beliefs that a lot of people have of like, hey, coaches, if they're know so much, why don't they play? Why aren't they doing this? That idea of like, oh, they're not good enough. And then realizing that, wait a minute, some coaches are meant to be coaches. They're not CEOs. And not only that, if you look at it, just like you mentioned, Michael Jordan would not be Michael Jordan without Phil Jackson, okay? Kobe Bryant would not be Kobe Bryant without uh, Phil Jackson. Tiger Woods wouldn't be Tiger Woods without his uh, parents, uh, without his father. The Williams sisters wouldn't be Williams sisters without uh, uh, Richard. Like all of these correlations make it that you need that outside perspective. And one way that I kind of explained it, just like you, you mentioned, is the analogy of like, you're the main actor of your life. And you're on stage and you're acting out. And you have your co-actors, you have this, you have that, and you have people coming in and out. But at the same time, you need to be the director and be in the stands and look at the play. But once you're acting, it's tough to be in that position. That's why you go get coaches that are looking at everything and could tell you, hey, Joe, be careful with this. Hey, Chris, be careful with this. And you're like, oh my God, why didn't I see it? Because you're acting it out and it's in your, like, it's in your face. So it's tough to see it without that perspective. And that's what I've realized with coaching. Like I have eight coaches and mentors as well. And Joe, I'm glad that you're in that same ideology in that regards. Uh, So Joe, as you kind of got into this and you started developing uh, this mindset, did you see direct correlation in the success of your business once you started working on you? And if so, what was that first thing that you noticed change? And how fast was that change in the direct correlated success of your business towards finances, towards growth, towards X, Y, and Z? So just to answer your question about speed, because you said, how fast was that change? They say overnight success is 10 years in the making. I add, it's not... 15 minutes in the faking mm-hmm. because if you have a lack of authenticity, it's not going to stick for success to stick. You know, you see a lot of people, they make money, lose money, make money, lose money, make money, lose money because they never really, they, they may have gotten to success, but they didn't really get to fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Success mm-hmm. is something that you can mechanically figure out how to do. Like Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. You can mm-hmm. literally figure out and reverse engineer success and actually get to success. But somebody else's success is not going to be your success. So I had to figure out what is success for me? What is my purpose in life? What do I want to achieve? And be able to really own that. And that really did not happen overnight. I had to work through a lot of the old habits, a lot of the old thought processes, a lot of the old beliefs. I first had to become aware of them. And then I had to work through them. And that is a very tedious process that does take a lot of time. And over time, you're going to become better and better. It's kind of almost like uh, building up your flexibility and mobility. Flexibility and mobility is not something that happens overnight. You're not going to be able to do a split overnight. Even if you buy that Instagram show, that Instagram thing that promises you, you can do a split in 30 days. That's not happening. You're not doing a split in 30 days. If you want, you can Google that Instagram thing and type in review after that and look on YouTube what people say about it. 
everyone's basically saying, I tried it out and we're not doing a split in 30 days. Maybe in 30 years, we'll be able to do a split with what they teach us and it will work, but I do have more mobility. I do have more flexibility because it's a little out of time, a little out of time. I'm trying to be able to fix my own posture and working with my acupuncturist for one year, I had some progress, but my, my back is not perfectly straight after sitting 20 years in front of a computer hunched over and 20 years before that, learning to be a rabbi hunched over, that doesn't happen overnight. And so what you said before about being able to like, look, you're an actor in your movie. If you're an actor in your movie, then your movie's playing out automatically. Life is like a movie. Your life is playing out automatically. If you wanna be able to write the script of your movie, you got to be able to notice the fact that you're in a movie first, and then you have to be able to step out of that together with someone else to be able to rewrite the script of the future that's going to be a different movie. It's not going to be, you can't change reality. You can't change your circumstance. You can't change what's happening, but you can transform what will happen based on you changing the track that you're in. And for that, you need to become director of your own life. And sometimes it helps to be able to have a producer come together with you and help you be able to see things you don't see to be able to achieve what you want to achieve. So your life is gonna happen automatically. It's already happening and it's gonna to continue to happen and your railroad is set. I went to Landmark Education and I learned from the coaches at Landmark, which was like mind blowing the things that they've taught me, the philosophy of it. And although I don't agree with everything that they share, there are certain elements that I learned about setting yourself up for success. Stephen, Stephen uh, from the seven habits of, of highly effective people, he wrote that book and he talks about habits. What are habits? What are habits? Habits are things that happen automatically. Your life is a series of habits. Your mindset is a series of habits. Everything that happens is programming. You're like a thermostat. You're gonna go on and off at a certain time. And if you want to be able to program your life, you need to program your thermostat by getting it into programming mode. And for that, sometimes you need a technician like a coach to support you to understand how to do that. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. That is amazing. And I truly believe, just like you mentioned, you are as successful as your habits and rituals. It's as simple as that. And once you put it in, like you said, you program it with a coach or anybody that's outside perspective, then it's those habits that are going to make you succeed. And just like Aristotle says, uh, we are what we repeatedly do. Then excellence is not an act, but a habit. So that's what it really comes down to. So Joe, I would like to shift this towards your expertise in marketing, in networking, in reaching out to people, and more specifically in the LinkedIn world, like I mentioned previously in the beginning of the podcast, how do you go about connecting and networking with LinkedIn? And let me be more specific here, because there's a bunch of people that are doing it. Like once you're on LinkedIn, it's great for so many things, but there's so many things, in my opinion, that are bad from it, like the spammy messages that are non-authentic, uh, I feel like you, like there, there's no real connection. How do you go about doing your connection, real networking and developing relationships that will become paid clients? How do you approach it like that? If you have that approach that I want to get a paid client, but I don't want to be spammy. What do you suggest? How do you talk about it with your uh, clients and so on? What I tell people is if you don't want to be spammy on LinkedIn, don't be spammy. LinkedIn is a professional social network. It's almost like a networking event. Let me ask you a question, Christopher. When you walk into a networking event, do you start selling right away? 
No. Do you start handing out business cards to people that didn't ask you for their business cards? No. What would happen if you did that? People would look at you like you fell off the moon. They would be like, what are you doing? What are you in life insurance? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, right? Because sometimes people in life insurance, they do that. They just whoop out their stack of cards and they start shoving it in your face. Just take one, take two, take three, give it to your friends, give it to your family. You want to buy a knife? I'm Cutco. I can sell you a knife. Um, so people do that sometimes at networking events and that's not authentic and that's not building a real relationship. That's called being transactional. LinkedIn is not a place to be transactional because everyone sees your first name, your last name, your company name, your, they see your title. When you're cold calling, they just see a caller ID. You don't know who you are. So you could do whatever you want. And if, you, if it doesn't go right, you could just hang up and they won't even know who you are. But on LinkedIn, everybody knows who you are. So that's why people don't want to be spammy. They don't want to be salesy. So we take an approach inside our course and our coaching program where we, we train entrepreneurs how to be able to leverage LinkedIn. We train them using the greeting, feeding, and meeting method. The first step is you want to build rapport with people. And Tony Robbins has a really great video about rapport on YouTube. So if you guys check it out later, go on YouTube and search rapport by Tony Robbins. And you can see he has a video from 40 years ago teaching people how to build rapport. Now he teaches people how to build rapport on in life and in person. I teach people how to build rapport on LinkedIn. So if you want to check out my course and coaching program, you could probably look at the show notes of this and check out learnbusinessnetworking.com and you can easily see that information. We have lots of resources there. But what I wanna tell you, you guys is that it's not about selling. People hate being sold, but people love to connect and people love to buy. So the key is to be able to get to know somebody, get them to trust you because rapport builds trust and then feed them. Feed them the, the, the information that they need in order for them to come back to you after and start buying your products and services without selling. You wanna be a trusted advisor. You wanna be serving instead of selling. And what does that mean? That means asking questions. That means building relationships and connecting with the right people. LinkedIn has 810 million members as of today. And they are growing at a rate of two new members every second. They are growing rapidly. And so if you're not understanding how to network, if you're not understanding how to leverage, and instead you just wanna sell, LinkedIn is the wrong platform for that. You can use cold calling. The thing is cold calling has a response rate of 2%. That means if you call 100 people, you might get through to two people. But LinkedIn, when you get an introduction to somebody, if you have a conversation with someone because you built a real relationship and you get an introduction to another person, 80% of the time you're gonna get a meeting if it's a real introduction from a person that really knows the other person. And so building relationships with people, getting to know who they know, educating them about who you need to know is one of the keys to be able to grow your business and grow your life. I love that. I love what you just mentioned. I'm 100% for it. Uh, here's my question to you. What do you tangibly do if you want to connect with somebody? So you have attentions that potentially you look at, and let's say it's, oh, this is a target market of yours or a client that's a potential client of yours. This is your target, right? How do you go about approaching them? Do you just be like, hey, what's up? I just want to say hi. Because even that approach, people are like, hey, this person at the end is going to try to sell me. How do you go about the step-by-step -step process with you to build that rapport, then give value, I'm guessing, through your content, so on and so forth? How do you go tangibly so the listeners can really take something out of this? When someone joins my course, I tell them, don't make these three mistakes that most people make when they're sending messages. Never say hi. Never say hi, how are you? It's the most annoying thing ever. And you just mentioned it. It's the worst thing. Somebody messages me on LinkedIn. I have no idea who they are. And they say, hi, how are you? This is how I am. I am annoyed. I am annoyed. <laughs> I am bothered because you're wasting my time. 
the one resource that wealthy people have is is time. They care about time more than money. Money you could make money over and over and over. But once you steal my time, that's it. We're done. I yeah, I can't win my time back. So you send me a how are you message is a waste of time. Now if you know me really well and you really care, then yes, you can send me a how are you message and that's fine. But if you don't know me at all and we just connected on LinkedIn, high is the worst thing you can do. The other thing that is really bad is sending people really long messages. You ever get those? Yes. Too long, didn't read. They send me like paragraphs and paragraphs and oh, just in case you want to know, here's my background and here's my information and my grandmother and my aunt and my this and then click on my links and here's 400 links to click on. And if you want a PDF, I'm going to attach one here and it like what I don't even know who you are. And you're just sending me these long paragraphs of garbage. No one's ever going to read that. 58% of people that are on LinkedIn are logging in from their mobile devices. And that's growing. A couple of years ago, it was only about 25%. Now it's 58% of people. Most people are logging in from their mobile phone. They're only giving you two seconds of their time. And so what you need to do is you need to figure out how to build a relationship, not selling, not lying and saying, how are you? Because you really don't care. And not sending these really, really long messages, but instead building an authentic relationship. We have 365 templates and scripts inside our course and coaching program that walk you through the best ways to build rapport. And our messages work. We increase the rate of one of our customers from a connection rate of only 5%. He was sending 100 connection requests, and he was only getting five responses to those connection requests, and we increased it to 60%. 60% of it, started. people started connecting, and then out of those, a very large percentage of those people were getting on the phone with him. Why? Because we taught him what to say. What you say matters. Context is more important than content. So it's not just about content, it's about context. And on LinkedIn, it's a professional social network, not a selling fest. You don't wanna pitch slap people like Will Smith is slapping people. Don't slap people with your pitch. Instead, what you wanna do is connect with people and that's how you're gonna get rich. Okay, I love everything you're saying there. I love that that approach. I love the the, the, uh, the nuances of it, 100%. And if you permit, actually one way that I go about it, I'm very distinctive of how do I uh, approach anybody. I don't approach a lot of people in that regards, but if I see somebody like, hey, I really want to connect with, I either send them a voice thread, try to keep it under 30 seconds, just you know, kind of shoot the shit, what's up, how are you doing and all that stuff. I feel like it's more authentic. Or if it's somebody that's really I've created something with, I send them a video uh, recording. So once again, even more in depth, is that something that you believe in? Is that something you practice as well? Or most of the things that you do are script oriented, message oriented? You can't really scale doing voice notes. So yes, if you're going to be connecting with individuals one by one, you can leave a voice note. I wouldn't recommend going 30 seconds. It's too long for a voice note. I would keep it under 10 seconds. Hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say, how are you? I would say something related to what you saw on their profile. Hey, I noticed your profile looks like you're a high performance coach. I'm curious to know what type of clients do you use? I'd love to refer you to some of my clients and you leave go. Boom. That was 10 seconds. And now all of a sudden they heard your voice. They know that you're real and you're trying to build an authentic, real relationship, and it's not wasting their time. When I see a 30-second or a minute message thing, a voice note, I can't, I can't, and a lot of times I'm in meetings, I don't really have time to look at it, or if I'm getting videos, I'm gonna push off looking at that, and that's um, and that's that's sometimes too much. Um, so what I would what I would do is kind of like taper it down, keep, keep it really simple, and see if they're gonna respond. See if they're gonna respond. If they respond, you send another message, hmm. and see if they're gonna respond. Then if they respond, now you're having a conversation with a person Remember, 60% of people are not very active on LinkedIn. So we teach people how to get the information on LinkedIn and then take them off LinkedIn. I teach people how to get them on WhatsApp, how to get them on email, how to get them on Instagram and Facebook. So you could use LinkedIn to start the relationship and figure out who it is, but you want to get them off LinkedIn as soon as possible, get them into a meeting because conversions happen from conversations. 
I'll say this again, conversions, turning clients and turning uh, prospects into clients doesn't happen by you being connected on LinkedIn. It happens by actually having meaningful conversations, getting to know people because people do business with they, with, that they know with other people that they know they like and trust. People do business with other people that they like, that they trust, that they know. And in order to get somebody to know you and like you and trust you, you can't just be posting and hoping for the best. A lot of people post and ghost. You don't want to post and ghost. You want to be able to connect with people and build a relationship and get to know them. And that's not something that you can really do at scale. I would say you can't do that with millions of people, but you can do that with the right 1,000 people over the course of two years, three years, four years. You can do that with the right 400 people. And so understanding how to do it properly, here's a saying I always say, the right strategy will save you a decade. And most people are using energy without strategy. And that's a waste of time. You can use a lot of energy on LinkedIn, spinning your wheels, hoping for the best. But hope is, is a great thing. It's just not a great strategy. I love that. I love the way that you just analyze that on the aspect of 100%. There's, there's action, but then there's the right action. And once you combine both of them together, 100%. And I do believe I'm somebody that's a lot more on quality instead of just quantity and the approach of like, hey, what is the thousand that I could reach in the next five years or the 400 or whatever the case or whatever the number is, but really pinpointed that clientele. Uh, so Joe, definitely, you know, your stuff in LinkedIn and I love the aspect that you have that Let, let's turn this towards your book, the high energy networking, uh, book that you put out. Talk to me a bit about that. And how do you go about the networking world? Is this just once again on social or it's a different approach when it's face to face? Was this book written for uh, the online world or for both? Well, I specifically wrote it for people that want to network both online and offline. A lot of people, they they don't understand what networking even is. They don't really understand it. They hear the word networking and they're like, oh, it's icky. I, I, don't, I don't really like it. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm not sure, but I don't really like it. I don't know what it is. I don't know how I'm going to use it, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it. And so what I tell people is take a step back and learn what networking really is. Understand if it's something that you even are going to enjoy because there, some people just want to do marketing and they confuse networking and marketing. Some people want to do prospecting and sales and they confuse networking and prospecting. And so this book, High Energy Networking, I teach people how to network offline, but also how to connect and stay top of mind online. So it's a combination of both online and offline, but ultimately life happens in real life. So you want to take people and build a real relationship and get to know them. You have to be able to understand how to do that, how to do that on LinkedIn and how to do that in life. And it all has to do with having the right strategy. Starting with the right strategy is really going to be the key and the differentiator that will help you be able to achieve success on LinkedIn and in life. I love that. Joe, as we're coming to time here, I just want to ask you two last questions. And this show is called the Peak Performance Greatness Show. And it is highly obvious that you are somebody that's very successful. You have your high performance level on and so on. And there's a lot of things that we can learn from success. Just like you mentioned, Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. But I believe that not only success leaves clues, but failure leaves clues. And there's a lot of things to learn within that. So that being said, I would like for you to tell us, what is the thing that you're struggling the most with right now within your business? How do you pinpoint that? And how do you think about approaching to fix that problem? So what's the major thing that you're trying to fix right now within your business? And how do you go about approaching it to fix it? So for me in my own business, I have multiple businesses. I have one business that's a digital marketing agency and our digital marketing agency, like many fast growing companies, the issue is employees, finding employees that are really solid, especially with the great resignation 
um, where people, you know, 11 million people quit their jobs. Um, thankfully, we didn't have our employees quit their job, but we're in growth mode and we're hiring people. And it's hard to find really good people these days that want to work full time and be really dedicated um, that are also skilled in the things that we need them to be skilled in. So I would say it's that. And with Evergreen, um, we're training sales teams. Besides training entrepreneurs, we've trained over 600 entrepreneurs and how to use LinkedIn. We are training sales teams. So getting through to building relationships with the decision makers at companies that have sales teams and going through that whole process of procurement and getting them started. You know, we have a bank that's signing up now. They have 200 employees. That's a whole nother challenge for us to kind of like learning how to be able to deal with very large institutions that have very large teams and doing training for teams like that. Um, so learning how to be able to deal with large institutions, onboarding really big accounts, um, all that's kind of like the challenge for Evergreen. Only good, only good challenges, but you know, I don't believe that there are any roadblocks in life. I only believe that there are road bumps in life. And if yeah. you learn to slow down, you're able to go over those road bumps safely and get to your destination. hundred percent agree with you. I always say I never have difficult days. I have character building days and granted there are a lot of those days, but that's the way to look at it. Just like you said, that analogy with the road bump. Uh, so Joe, my last question over here, and thank you for sharing that. My last question is where can our listeners and our viewers connect with you? What's the best way that they could get in touch to potentially get into your coaching program, or if they have a huge sales team to connect with you and really learn from your uh, wisdom of experience in that regards. I would definitely say, check me out on LinkedIn. You can go to Joe, J O E LinkedIn.com. I'm really easy to find over there. Um, and you could also check out our course and coaching program at www.learnbusinessnetworking.com. And if you want to check out my book on Amazon, you can go to highenergynetworking.com. It'll show you, I have published five books that are on Amazon, so you can check them all out there, but that one will take you specifically to the high energy networking book. And then you can see my high energy marketing book, my high energy purpose book, and my other books that I've uh, published on Amazon. And my goal is really just to add value to people. I wanna help hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation, help you be able to have a better life so that you can have more purpose, more power, and take your life and your business to a whole new level. Joe, thank you very much for being on the show. I feel like we could have talked for so much longer and we'll probably do this another time because you did mention a couple of things that I wanted to unpack from you potentially being a rabbi to descending to go into uh, the entrepreneur world and all that stuff. But all that being said, truly appreciate your wisdom. Thank you for giving uh, all this wisdom of uh, information to our listeners. And I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you very much. All the best. Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. 
You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.